0: (laughs) All right, one more time. What's looking is what you're looking for. All right, I get it. See, but the system that thinks it's getting it cannot entertain its own absence. If it entertains its own absence, it entertains it as the self. It cannot, self cannot get out of self. So every time you go, what's looking is what you're looking for... The system of mind, of thought and interpretation, just has a, it just shocks it. But I know what's looking. It's me. Yeah. That immediately turns all of its attention to things. And now it's looking, yes, for what's looking. But it's looking for it as a thing, by a thing. And that's the form of blindness that all the looking produces. Yeah, You're blind to the seeing. The incessant seeing of awareness—you're blind to it—and now you're looking around, and yet even if you put a mirror in front of your face, yes, you would say, "There I am." Yeah, but that's the identification with subjectivity to a body. If you look, if you go the Zen way and you go, you're going to get a glimpse of your original face. In a way, you're going to see nothing. You won't recognize it if there's an identification as a thing. You're going to be staring right in it. You can't be staring at it. You're staring right in it. Right in that space, looking for it. But the way the mind's structured, it's looking for it as some kind of thing. Yeah? And it can't see nothing by its looking. The looking is blinding it to the seeing. I don't mean visual seeing. I mean seeing. So, what's looking is what you're looking for. Alright, now drop out the U and it's what's looking is looking for. What's the problem with that? That's what it does. What's looking is looking for. It's looking all day. Yeah. So every moment there's looking, there's the seeing. It's it's love in a way. Because there seemingly is a problem, and the solution to it is available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. If that's not unconditional love, as we Call it—I don't know what is. If there's—and see- it's only seemingly a problem—with the seemingly seeming problem appearing to be so, the light of the truth is constantly available right where you are at all times, with no requirement necessary to meet it. I would say that's love. Yeah. You're surrounded in it. Than this. You can. I mean, we're not even. This isn't sinking in. The demonstration constantly. It's like getting hit with a sledgehammer and you never hear the blow. You know, where is it? What's happening here? I mean, all day. What a coincidence. All these things. It's like, I mean, what happened? Just hits you with a mallet, you know? Just just whack you. Lack at your attention? No. Because it will be getting your attention. Once the attention is claimed by you, it's it's put into slavery to support the premise of being a you. So why do you think all your attention and interest is not even wedded to what's happening, but the observation and the thinking about what's happening? Yeah? Very few people are aware, really, or paying much attention to what's happening. But I bet you a lot of attention is being paid to what they think is happening. What do you think all these practices of mindfulness is about? They're attempting to take some of that interest, attention, and interest from this greedy little tyrant selfing, and bring it into the moment. Because in that bringing into the moment, something that doesn't seem obvious up here will dawn on you. Yeah, you'll get a sense very, very clearly, or an intimation of what's seen when the conscious contact is is happening. Yeah. That's why they talk about get into the moment and the day and the time. You're, te- you're attempting to take the ent- attention and interest from the mental realm, which is just teased into time. So here, you're a fixed object. How much, if you were just here, could you think about you? But if the mind can take you as a fixed object and place you somewhere else at some other time, it can think a whole lot about you. Yeah? I mean, a huge amount about you. Maybe almost as many thoughts as you've had during the day. Maybe about you. Somewhere else at some other time. Yeah? If it was here, if there was a location of being here, seemingly here and seemingly now, there wouldn't be much to think about. For it to have, to do its little number of obsession with self, it has to. Picture you as an object, first of all, and then place you on this linear timeline and think about, oh, that reminds me of what happened. Oh, I'm really worried about what will happen. Yeah? It just, and this is its existence. It's an existence of appearance in time. It stretches this idea out of being a long-lasting independent entity, and you'd be over it in this moment, if there was only this moment. But it stretches it out in time, so there's a feeling of being historical, that this, oh, this is my life, all of these things have happened to me, and I've done all these things, and I have bad ideas about what I did, and good ideas, and just the one premise, the one assumption, triggers all of these possibilities to think. Opinions, guilt, and shame, on and on and on and on, all built on the branches of assumption that there's a long list independent, separate enemy, that's the doer of the actions to you. Yet Buddha supposedly said, events happen, deeds are done, and there's no individual doer thereof. I mean, you don't need 8,000 commentaries to explain that, do you? It seems a very direct statement. Events happen, like this is an event, deeds are being done. But there's no individual doer of them. What would happen with all the guilt and shame that seems to frame who you think you are? What would happen if that branch of personal doership was cut? There would be no place for the guilt and shame to rest. It, It has a petri dish of being the doer. And it just grows. It's like a fungus that's just growing and growing and growing and growing on a rotten old idea. And what it does is it fills up space, so you don't sense the presence of the emptiness of your own mind's nature. You just have tons of meaning, like throw like shitty spaghetti at walls, you know? Something's gonna stick. And so you throw, oh, job, nothing. But a girl, ooh, yeah, there goes your attention. Now you're stuck on the wall with the spaghetti. That's another to do it. The head will come to the front door, side door, skylight, back door, cellar, window, and then one, there'll be one hook that may work. Oh yeah, you're a loser, let's say. Oh! Once it has that, woo! It just writes a story, yes? It's sort of like a spider. Once it gets the bite in, and then it just puts the cocoon on you. <laughs> then there's a real feeling of being itself, and what the hell do you want to do? Get out of self. And you'll basically do anything to get out of self. Shoot dope when you know it's probably not a good move. Go sleep with your friend's wife, do this and that. It just goes totally crazy. Because the imperative is to get relief from an imaginary problem. Instead of seeing that it's imaginary. Trying to get relief from an imaginary problem just compounds. It's not just one shot, it compounds. Because then you need to get a little bit of relief from that solution, and then you gotta turbocharge this next solution. So now you see advertising, extreme, like extreme Buddhism. What the fuck is that? Is it like a workout? You know, get there and lift nothing. <laughs> Extreme Buddhism, like turbocharged Buddhism. What the hell is that? It has to keep. It has to keep like packaging and packaging and packaging the same faulty solution, so that hope will just reign supreme. You'll just keep hoping, not that you're okay now, but that you will be okay later. And every movement towards that goal, it's playing God. It's telling you how you're doing and how you're not doing. Has God ever informed you how you were? Give me a break. It doesn't have to inform you how you were. So this is just seeing it, but not as you. If you see it as you, it's going to be a form of looking. It'll make something out of nothing, because that's all it can do with nothing. It can't, receive nothing. It can't surrender to nothing. It has to make it something. As soon as nothing, the message of nothing, is made into something, that's not the message of nothing. Yeah? How does nothing become something? A claiming of it. How does it claim? The claimant, you. The sense of being a you. Every, when there's a you in an experience, that experience has been claimed. It's now going to be dissected and used to support this giant catacomb of you. Yeah? Your life is built with memories. But if you're here today, you have very little need for memory. I don't remember fucking anything an hour ago. Because I'm not there's no hour ago. Yeah? You start living very economically and pared down. You're not carrying tons of luggage into each moment. It's like people are talking about reviewing the day. Most people are previewing the day. That's all they do. It's just playing God. You have an idea of how it's going to be, how they're going to be, how you're going to be. And then it basically puts a template over the day, which is a credible possibility of conscious contact. Yeah, And now it's templated. Yeah. Oh, it's the same old, same old. <laughs> it's funny when you're out of it, seriously. And the only way you can really be out of it is realizing you were never in it. <laughs> that is it's really freaking hilarious. <laughs> what used to cause seemingly you so much suffering is incredible. It's like an infinite resource of comedy skits. You know what I mean? It's just hilarious how much everything has been drenched with meaning here. Tons of meaning. Selfing is just seeking relevance. That's, what it, that's how it seems to exist, <coughs> is being relevant, yeah? It's always writing itself into the story. It will even claim its own absence as an event it had, or an experience like epiphanies or pauses. It's always, as soon as the pause chills out, it claims it. Oh, I had a pause today. Let me call up the, you know, the 800 pause number and see... How many pauses were reported? I think I got the biggest pause. I would even say it crossed the line to an epiphany. Yeah. What does that make me? A very spiritual dude, maybe. Yeah. Tell me if anyone gets a bigger epiphany. Will you please tell me. What I can sort of get in it. It's like claiming, 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 and yet it's its own absence. Yeah. And if it's absence for one moment, it's inherently absent. What's so is always so. Can never not be so. What's not so can appear to be so and not so. Yeah? What's so cannot, uh, cannot not be so. But what's not so can appear to be so and it cannot appear to be so. Yeah? And then you judge or critique your life from the point of selfing as, oh, I feel better and worse, yes? By it was appearing a lot today or wasn't appearing so much today. But the fact is, If it can appear and not appear, it's not real, yeah? It's an appearance. It's like a phantom on a screen being projected by the mind-selfing with you as the audience, with attention and interest. Not you, but the attention and interest stuck in the room, like handcuffed to the chairs watching the movie. That's the technical part of the movie. You think the movie's good? Have you ever sat down and listened and had someone talk to you about selfing for an hour or two? It's one of the most boring experiences for you. But the same two hours, if it was in your head, you would think it was incredible. Worthy of five stars. Why isn't anyone paying attention to this? It's unbelievable. The same, hey, let me tell you what I was doing today. No, please. I was worried about next week. I said, well, that's not what you were doing today. No, let me tell you what's bothering you. Well, I'm worried about next week. How could that be bothering you? <laughs> Literally. Well, because how can you? Where can? How can you go to next week? Only by thought. Yeah. You cannot go to next week. Obviously, you can't. There's no airport to fly there and get a preview of what it's going to be like. But the mind previews it all day. Yeah, because it's playing God you got knock it off. Why? It doesn't work. How can you knock it off? That's the solution. You can't, but I'm not that which is playing God. If I'm not that which is playing God, yes, then the godliness of you now is extracted from giving it a really juicy playing God. It has to play God with some God. <laughs> if you take the God away, it's just you'll see it for something totally different. Yeah? What seems helpful is that the seeing is prior to everything. Yes. So if there wasn't seeing, there couldn't be a, a, a self. You couldn't be fucked. You, could, you couldn't be looking. No. So if that's prior
1: to everything, then
0: you then,
1: then aren't anything. Because you could
0: be without it. Why don't I just stay with if it's prior than everything, and then find out. Make the little open ended statement. Like this. If, if it's prior to everything, yeah? Now don't put an answer to it. If it's prior to everything, let that mind unfurl like a flag. If it's prior to everything, yeah? Let's see what happens when it finds out what that means instead of having a conceptual idea of what it means, yeah? That's what entertaining is. You get an invitation or a message, it's not about pouring over it and dissecting it. It's allowing the mind to embrace it very loosely in a sense, yeah? You just let the idea in and then you walk around and see what happens, yeah. See how it cooks. But you don't have to be so- over the pot and throw in new ingredients or trying to add more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still, don't worry about it. It's cooking. It's cooking, yeah? It's cooking. Just entertain the possibility. That's all. That's why I like the word invitation and entertain. It's a very it's a very good match, yeah? Invitation and entertain. The invitation. It's not order and do it, yeah? It's not you better do it, or you should have done it a long time ago and you wasted your life not doing it. No, it's an invitation to entertain, yeah? You wear it very loosely. If you try to put it on as a uniform, that ain't it, yeah? So you just, and, you know... I have faith in mind, like that old Zen saying, faith-mind. I have total faith in mind. It's, you know, I've, It's been intimated to me what it's not like, basically. And it's not like anything I've ever seen before. And, uh, and because of everything I've seen before being somewhat unreliable, I would imagine this thing is unbelievably reliable, because why? Its nature has never gone or came. Can't be more reliable than that. You can put all the timelines in it and it's still bigger than any timeline. Yeah? It's the context. There's no it never the content never will never override the context, yes? So, in recovery, that's how I like to present it, yeah. And I found that through through this own, whatever happened to this, when I started to entertain that idea, that it was identification itself, radical relief occurred. So I just put two and two together. Yeah, you know the solution, you know the problem by the solution. And so I started having a lot of downloads about the problem because the solution, is available. <laughs> if I get downloads about the problem and receive it as the problem, that's self-knowledge. and It fails you nothing. Yeah? You just know all about holes, but you keep falling in them. What's the point of knowledge about holes? Oh, I know what's driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, great. How's it working for you? <laughs> I feel, I'm really clear what's driving me crazy. Oh, great. That will make it really excruciating when you believe you're being driven crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so. How are you doing, Mel? I'm good. You're yeah? uh, settling in here? Yeah. Oh, good. Any questions? Is this too short to anyone's? Uh, Some people came from far away. I better keep going. There There is a sort of responsibility in the seat assignments, you know. You were saying, how many thoughts did we have on the way over here? Trying trying to count them up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a thought, too. (laughs) It's a thought counting thoughts. I believe uh, a lot of things that maybe you do, or if you, in Buddhism they call them skillful means, they have a shelf life. Yeah. Once the 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 state of an absence of a state is is changed, then you don't need what was like a bridge to attempt to entertain that state. Yeah. You know, like I, when I first got sober, I I used to wake up, and this is obviously the action figure story, but I'd wake up and I was in an extreme grip of anxiety because my mind felt like it was going it was under the same managerial team self and I was scared shit of what a day's gonna bring because it used to bring some heavy shit <laughs> at me. So I'd wake up really like abjectly in anxiety. And so I would I came up with just melding the first three steps and making a prayer of it. I would say, my name is Paul H, I'm powerless over alcohol and drugs, my life's become unmanageable. I come to believe a power greater than myself, can restore when we I got make a decision to turn my woman life over there. And then I got soothed, yeah? It would soothe it out. And so I did that for five years. Every day, no matter where I was or who I was with or what I was doing, the first thing when I became somewhat conscious in the day, I would say that, yeah? So it would interrupt the old spool taking off, yeah? It was like an interruption. And then that new tape could replace it. But just like the Ramana Maharshi uh, little story about you're walking around with a thorn in your foot and it's really bothering you, so you get another thorn to take it out. Yeah, You don't replace the first thorn with the second thorn. You throw both of them away. So here's one tape that's driving you crazy. So there are other tapes here in this world, skillful means, that can interrupt that tape. But hopefully in time, but it's not a time solution, it's a timeless solution, but in time you won't won't need either tape. You can put them both down. You don't throw them away, you honor them, but the the real honoring of them is that you don't need to use them anymore. Seriously. Because to me it's about freedom. It's not about uh, vigilance or discipline. It's about freedom. And that's something you can be free from, vigilance and discipline. You can be free from everything in a sense. Yeah? So when something seems to need uh, like a, a substitute, well, there's plenty of skillful means to substitute. But it will run its course it will be time to move on. Just like a lot of people in recovery, they keep taking inventories about the minutia of their life and it's just stop fucking writing and live, you know. I mean, th- don't kill yourself with the process. <laughs> the process is just meant to sort of loosen you up so that you can receive and sh- and share, you know, a sense of, like, a free-range alcoholic, you know? You can start... Yeah, that's, that's it. But to get addicted to the process to have an identity, just like you were addicted to drugs, there is, you know, there's a difference in degrees, but it's a still a bonding activity, yeah? So, if, like, if you believe your house is on fire, it, it's a good idea to find a pail of water. But... Sooner or later, it would be really cool if you could entertain the fireless the state. There's no house on fire, therefore there's no need for the water. And you can swim in the water. <laughs> you can bathe in the water. You can shower. You can drink the water. <laughs> That's sort of like your attention and interest, trying to put out all the fires and control and manage. Now your attention and interest is sort of freely ranging. And it enriches what you would call your life. It enriches it the thing that was creating an incredible bondage to the idea of self, that obsession with self, when it's freed, it would be called abidance in truth in the spiritual terminology. It's the same energy. The same attention that's producing a sense of being obsessed with an idea of self is the same energy that rests in the truth. Yeah, It just matters where it goes. If it goes to self, then it's sort of like that attention and interest can't rest because selfing is an agitated state. Yeah, it's always self-seeking and frightened. Yeah, it's frightened. It's not going to get what it needs or wants, and yet it's constantly seeking to get what it needs and wants. And what it needs and wants has been misconstrued. What it needs and wants could be encapsulated sim- uh, by St. Francis' statement: "What you're looking for is what's looking." He just took all of that activity to one simple statement: "What all you're looking for is what it's looking for is what's looking." But in a sense, that's what doesn't. The whole selfing is an agitation. It's like we say at the end of the day. It's like those hotels where you put a quarter in the bed and it's a massage event. Like, it doesn't really do much. It's not that relaxing. He's just shaking, yeah. So it's like the selfing is like. Uh, it's like they would say it's stupid to build a house on sand, yeah, because you need a firm foundation. So here's the selfing, and the attention and interest is getting agitated because of what it's resting in. Yeah? If, if the attention and interest would rest in, let's say, no thinness, yeah? It would have a lot of movement, but that's a very relaxing movement. It's not an agitation. Yeah? There's stillness in movement. In selfing, there isn't stillness in movement. There's agitation that provokes the movement. Yeah? Agitation provoking the movement. In this, there's stillness that provokes movement. But the movement doesn't lose the sense of stillness while it's moving. So the attention and interest, instead of being a, a form of bondage or making weight and, and delivering meaning to things, it's very, very light. Yeah. So while you're seeing things, during your day, there's a sense of, in a sense, of seeing no Because that's what mind is. Mind is constantly, incessantly, forever seeing, and it's never seeing a thing. So the seeing never is interrupted. It's seeing no thing. There's an intimation of that while you're traveling during the day. That, I would say, is a very nice chunk of presence. You start sensing something that is the absence, the seeming absence of that thing you're sensing is really what provokes all the seeking. Yeah, it's what stirs up the agitation all day. The absence of awareness of the presence is what's what's causing all the seeking, like chickens looking constantly. Yeah, when that is when the presence is felt, yes, the engine of seeking has been turned off. It has momentum still in time. You have conditional, like deep mental grooves and activities, but the the oomph of it, yeah, is gone. It gets it gets. It dies down, yes, and then there's more economizing and more paring down, and there's more traveling lighter, traveling lighter, traveling lighter, traveling lighter, traveling lighter. Traveling lighter. Yeah. And the presence is the source of satisfaction. So the inherent dissatisfaction of selfing is removed by realizing it's inherently absent. The selfing, if it's not, if it's taken to be real, it's like a, a hungry ghost. It's never going to be satisfied. You can have the greatest house if someone moves in with a bigger house, now you don't have the greatest house. Everything. Every, every place you feel like you've arrived at is another departure. You gotta, it, it's keep moving, it's selfing, it's, it's uh, self-seeking constantly. There's no arrival date, you're never gonna arrive. Once you get to that mythical there, it becomes another here to get out of again. And it doesn't stop. If you look at your life, Having these five-year Stalinist plans of when I'm going to be great, when I get married, have that first kid, yeah? That becomes a mythical there, that the here, without it, gets invalidated. Then that that mythical here is going to be the greatest here. So the mind's totally willing to give up every here to get to that mythical here. And yet when it gets to the mythical there, I mean, it becomes a here. And it wants to move on from there. It finds no rest, like it says in the Bible. The Son of Man, he says, like, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest its head. Yeah? It's seeking constantly. There's no peace in it. But if I'm not that, if I'm not the, the fundamental assumption that everything else rests on If I'm not that, you'll see that that's so by the effect it has on all the activity, yeah? sense it is working. Yeah. Yeah. You don't call it working, but it's working perfectly. Maybe the mind that you're not aware of has an agenda that you're not aware of. And basically your failures may be a success. Yeah. People, you know, I've seen many people start resting in a familiar misery. The mind in selfing does not want to be Free. It, it may be in fashion to want to be free, so it may want to want to be free, but it has no desire to be free. Yeah.
1: It seems like uh, <coughs> one of the basic reflexes of selfing, uh, as I as I'm watching it, is rejection of the present moment. It's never good enough. Nice. It's building up to something better, or it, it's only this. Yeah. It's, it's total rejection reason, even the slightest thing, oh, wherever, the sun was out, or, if, you know, what uh, and it's just, no matter how, like I said, no matter how good it is, you might have just gotten your greatest wish fulfilled, it keeps you satisfied for just ever so short time, and then how do I keep it all, you know, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. and uh, I, I guess, um, occasionally, I, I just simply
0: Let's just say the accepting of whatever uh, comes your way is a byproduct. See if you're not that, then one of the byproducts is there's a sense of acceptance of what's happening. Right. If you're that, there'll never be an acceptance of suffering. There may be a conditional tolerance of it. If you're starting, you starting know if you're investing you know, I want them to think I'm really cool so I can get you know something from them. Right? There's maybe a conditional tolerance, but there's no level of acceptance. Because how can you accept this moment if it's bookended with time? It may not be this moment, next moment. It could be worse. Time changes everything. You have to see time as a main ingredient of the dreaming. It's not a thing. It's not real. It's the mind dreaming. For you to be fixated on, it takes time. So it has to stretch out a moment into a time frame so that it can fixate on you different places at different times. Yeah. So that it it gets to fully engage in what it wants to do, which is the act of being of cherishing the self or addiction to self. Yeah. It's good for a story, but we need a time. You have to have a timeline. Time. You have, to have, time right. you have yeah. to have time for a story, yes? cherishing of self by mind. Every story is like a mirror. It reflects a sense of you. That's all it's looking for. It's sort of like... It's like Narcissus. It's looking at everything like a pool. And it's just trying to get its own reflection. Oh, yeah. It's me. It's me. It's me. I'm relevant. If you're the worst person in the world, that makes you pretty relevant, yes? (laughs) Everything becomes like... You ever see those sun things where you're laying down to get sun? It's like... How everything gets brought in, it's like you're trying to catch the rays of it, yeah. Shucking it up. It's all about me, yeah. There is a solution. This isn't about allowing, you know, well, it can be used this way. Because I see a lot of people do it, they hear these concepts, and the, the mind just uses them to cause suffering, <laughs> to produce suffering. You know what I mean? Now they feel like, why haven't I gotten it yet? Well, you are never going to get it. <laughs> but you can't get this message. It's impossible. <laughs> so everything it comes in contact with, they will not take advantage of. Yeah. So even a message about it's not, it's non-existence, they will take advantage of. You can't just. Whatever shows up and appears cannot possibly be you. You're the seeing of it. You're the seeing. What allows everything to to have appearance is that space. And I would say that's what we are. We are that space, not what's appearing in it. Not as an independent entity. We may be all that's appearing in it, but we're not a single, independent, separate entity. In other words, having its own nature, different than this nature. It's round two. That's right. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, oh, you said it nicely. It was much shorter than what I said. Yeah. So. <laughs> a little like a cliff note. That was good. <coughs> it's not, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you can. It's you know, how can you really say you stop here? You know, I mean, you know, what I mean, <laughs> when I close my eyes, it's I don't see the back of my cheek. You know, made in China or something in there. <laughs> It's obviously very you know, expansive, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, mean, I mean, when you were a kid, there was a, a, probably, unless you were in a, you know, stressful situation, I wasn't. And, you know, I used to call them my golden years, because between two and four... There was just an immediacy to life because there was no narrator or observer yet. And I had no I- real strong idea about time yet, yeah? So, once you introduce time into the moment, you can think about another moment. <laughs> but if time isn't there, there's no thinking about another moment. This is the only moment you're in. It's not like anything you work towards. It was a, a, a prior state. You were in that state as a kid, yeah? Seemingly. And then we outgrew it in a way, or we grew into something else. It doesn't mean that has gone. It just means the attention and interest left being attentive and interested in that and got interested in this mental production. You know, all formulated around a single character, the author, the director, the character, everything, called the self. Yeah? And it's just, but that interest attention, when you were young, wasn't up that self's ass, and it was a pretty, it was a very uh, bright living, yeah? And I wasn't thinking, well, should I have, to, should I meditate? Or was, I wasn't looking to go on a retreat. Because what I, what I would seek for by thinking I could do, get to by meditation, I am that then. Yeah, there was a clarity about it, and it didn't seem to be anything special because there wasn't any other, there wasn't an opposite being entertained. It was just, you're on, you know? Just like you see it now, if you go to the beach and you throw a ball for a Labrador, you can throw it for 14 hours, and every time he goes after the ball, he'll be as happy as the first time. He never fucking, he never, he doesn't go home oh, unless he gets exhausted. He never goes. Oh, we've done this enough. You know, this is don't don't. You're not gonna fool me with that trick. You've done it five times. You're not chasing the ball anymore. It just it's, you never seen a tail going. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Or a kid, you know, a little kid. You go, ah, and the kid goes, ah. The kid will do that every time you do it, yeah. But us, oh, we've done vaccine and all, you know. We have. We've been introduced to something called boredom, yeah, extreme boredom, because we think we know what we don't know, and we're not willing to find out. So we're bored stiff of our own interpretation of it, yeah. But we're not willing to find out. We want to know. And that knowing, without finding out, has a big price tag. Everything about life gets neutered. Yeah, Everything, some of the color of it has to be extracted for you to know it. Something that's color and can move and morph becomes black and white. Is this producing any value? I need to accrue value all day. Our our way of looking at success and all this gets so narrowed, yeah. and what's excluded is what we're seemingly lacking. And then we feel empty and bitch about it. And then you have to do something extreme, like shoot dope into your neck to get a sense of being alive again. It's like we might as well just have electroshock stores and just go in and get electroshocked like eight times a day to get a little sense of... I'm on, I'm on, because basically it's muffled all day. This giant blanket of mind yapping and yapping and yapping. Yeah, you're like, of course you're not going to feel okay underneath that. But you can't get out of it. You, the sense of you and that are the same activity, selfing. Yeah, how's how's one aspect of the activity going to leave the other activity? It's all one activity. The feeling of you having something done to is selfing. There's not you as I'm a separate thing that things are happening to. That's the feeling that selfing produces. And then you want to get out of what you're a part of. How can you possibly leave it? Yeah? Self can't get out of self. But if I'm not that, that's like the experience of being out of it. But it's not an experience. It has the ability, the quality to last over the timeline, yeah? Not to be defined by the timeline. In other words, it can outshine the circumstances and situations which are the props going across the timeline, yeah? All different situations and circumstances, thinking the illusion is that it's all new, but it's the same old, same old, usually, because it's the same interpretation being applied to each lap of the race, it's like people change the scenery, so it looks, oh, this is a new lap. But it's the same oval. I, me, my, I, be my, I, be my, I, be my, I, be my. Yeah, over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's the tones of advertising. Oh, this is different. I was worried about Amy, now it's Sue. That's different. But the same obsessiveness is the exact same. You just put different names that different things you're obsessing over. It's the same obsession. Yeah? I find truly the only solution worth its name is I'm not that. And when I first heard it, it wasn't a solution. It was an idea to entertain. By entertaining it, it became it fulfilled itself for me. Yeah? It became a solution. Yeah? But I didn't take it as the solution. I just heard it, and it was interesting, and I entertained it. And by entertaining it, it verified itself. It's a solution. To what? To bondage of self. And then after I started getting a a relief from the bondage of self, I saw how much the bondage of self is the primary foundation of everything else. So why go anywhere else? If you don't see that, that's the only place there's an exit is at the false entrance. Once you feel like you've entered it, there's a lot of promises of exits, but they're all part and parcel of the building of self. You don't get out of self as self. But you see, I'm not that, and some, you'll start feeling later, I hope. I you know and it's worked for me, and I've watched a lot of people come in these, over the years, and it's working. They may not recognize it, because it may not look like what they thought, but they're traveling later. And fucking, what more do you want? When you've been entertaining the possibility of traveling heavy, which we've done very much of, it's nice to entertain traveling later. It's becoming. <laughs> you can enjoy peace of mind. You can be of help to others, yeah. You can realize your seed assignment and show up. Yeah? And there's a, there's a joy in just being alive you know, yeah? because what's demonstrating itself is consciousness. And consciousness is all in it. That's it. That's the God of all gods in a way. To be able to reflect that, to be and you can reflect nothing. The mind can reflect nothing. It's conditioned to reflect things, but it has the ability to reflect nothing. No thing. It can sense the presence and not see any object in it. Yeah? It can sense what's here that's never seen to be. It can sense what's ever-present that doesn't seem to be appearing in any moment of time, but it's ever-present. It can intimate it. It sees it. Not visually like an eye and an object, but it sees, yeah? You think seeing is just an eye looking at an object? Seeing is awareness. Yeah? That's what I I point to in a way. That's how I sense it. Seeing is awareness. That awareness is precedes everything that has ever been noted or has gone by you without noting it. Everything that's ever appeared has never appeared before awareness. It's always appeared after awareness. And I wouldn't like to use the word after, but it always appears in content. It can never appear (coughs) behind the context. And I don't see how you can go any farther. And if that's the last point you hit, As awareness, it may be a simple recognition, I'm that. How could you not be? Or are you something that's totally separate of it and then can be conscious of it? I would say you are that. You're not a thing being conscious of it. You are that. And I don't see anywhere else beyond it. I haven't run into anything else beyond the awareness. I haven't come to a fence and said, oh, this is where the real place begins. No, I haven't ran into it. Yeah? It's eternally seen because it sees nothing. It never alights on anything. It's seen. It's an eternal movement, verbing, constantly verbing, allowing everything to appear and disappear, and yet never missing a beat. It's beating so perfectly, there's no noticing of the beat. And yet, the absence of it, there would be no noticing of anything here. There would be no life in what you call you, without it beating. Hallelujah to me. Seriously. If you want to get on your knees, get on your knees to this. Because when you gaze in that face, you'll never end seeing it. You'll never end seeing it. You'll never come upon a thing. Yeah? Just freed. <sighs> Mind truly being free range. Yes? No coop. No beginning, no end. No origin. No destination. Space But lit up. Aware space. Yeah. Aware space.